<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin with Timmy Elia Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today we're discussing how you can successfully transition to remote work, including tips for managers who are now leading virtual teams. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment where we answer your career questions starting with should I be worried about hiring freeze? Plus, we also share some helpful resources you won't want to miss. And now, this is The Females. Okay, well, let's first start by clarifying that, no, we did not kick Kayleen out of our group. She is actually out on maternity leave. She just had a baby boy. I know it's kind of a wild time to think about the fact that she's having a baby while we're all processing this other thing but we're super excited to meet him when normal life resumes he looks very cute on instagram so he does and (laughs) kayleen was constantly talking about how she could like feel him kicking it was wild (laughs) to watch like him in there kicking her and then she posted some photo of him and it was like his legs and she's like those little (laughs) red kickers so yes we're super excited to meet him when things get normal again which, of course, these are definitely not normal times. So, Leah, like, let's just start with how are you doing? Great question. I wish I could answer that for myself. I've, it's just <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. But I'm glad that we're able to continue um, working and helping people who are, you know, having a disruption with their work as much as we can. So it's definitely just, it's weird. It's a weird time. It's surreal. It's very surreal. So I know everyone listening to this can probably echo that sentiment for sure. So we decided to change the topic of this show because we actually previously recorded a different topic, but we were like, given all this weird all this weird stuff going on. Um, We're entering into a new remote time for a lot of people. And fortunately, a lot of companies are more equipped to do this right now with, you know, all the technology and just the infrastructure is there. I know for our team personally, we already have remote Friday. So it was just kind of extending that. For a lot of people, this is new. So we thought, let's do an episode to help people (laughs) during this time how we can, which is to give advice about working and managing remotely because it's a different setup. Yeah, it it is a different setup. And I also feel like a lot of people are 
not trained how to, well, first of all, you're not usually trained how to manage period. And so then you throw in this whole other thing where you don't get to have like face to face interaction and body language and interpersonal communication stuff, you know, and because it's been taken out of the workplace, I feel like you don't get that structure. There's so, there's so many things that can come. And I think what happened is for a lot of people, um, maybe even us included, this felt like it happened overnight. So I feel like Mm -hmm. this episode is going to be very appropriate. And if you are feeling whether you're a manager or an employee in any way, like this was kind of thrown upon you and you kind of want to get some tips, but also give yourself some ability to like relax and know that you're doing a good job with work. Because I feel like right now it's, it's hard to know where any of us stand. We're going to kind of basically talk about all of that and especially talk about what has worked well for our team. We were lucky enough to kind of like tiptoe our way a little bit more into this since we we do work remote at least one day a week. We are recording this remote, I should say, in case people notice maybe a slight quality difference. So that's why on today's episode, we'll be discussing what are the pillars of successful remote work and seven tips for successfully working and managing remotely. there, I wanted to take a quick break to talk about Beauty Counter, my new favorite clean makeup and skincare brand. Personally, I like to be able to pronounce the ingredients in what I eat and what I'm going to put on my face. Beauty Counter is dedicated to using clean ingredients, creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than all of their competitors. But what do we mean when they say they're clean? Well, Beauty Counter has a list of over 1,800 questionable ingredients that are never used in their formulations. I'd read a few out to you, but they're actually impossible for me to even pronounce. Beauty Counter makes everything from moisturizers to makeup and cleansers to sunscreen. They're at the forefront of using clean ingredients to create products that really work. For a limited time, new customers can get 10% off your first purchase of $100 or more at beautycounter.com with the promo code FEMALES. That's 10% off your entire order of $100 or more at beautycounter.com, but only if you use the promo code FEMALES. Beautycounter.com promo code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. Restrictions apply. Now let's get back to the show. To create a healthy, ongoing relationship with your remote employees, implement the four pillars of remote success. Those are communication and collaboration, trust, inclusivity, and support. So it's kind of five, but communication and collaboration we kind of put together. Exactly. They're, they're a pair, a duo. Yeah. <laughs> I would say um, of this list, too, I think trust is probably the most important piece of this, which is obviously dependent pretty much on all these other things, especially communication. Yeah. I mean, these are obviously great remote tips, but these are stuff that are just practical with like regular work, like going into work. They're super important, but they're just even more heightened on a remote level because you're not there interacting day to day. So it's good to just have those four pillars to make sure things aren't like, honestly, it's like it leads to miscommunication sometimes. Like that's where the downfall is. And then other things kind of start to crumble. 
Yeah, what I did too is like I wrote these out on a piece of paper and I have them taped to my computer because I think especially as a manager, one, it's good to have the reminder of these four pillars, communication, collaboration, trust, inclusivity, and support. But then also one of the biggest differences, like you said, Aaliyah, like, yes, we need these, you know, even more we're working in, you know, face-to-face interactions. But I think when you're remote, all of these pillars for success just require a little bit more effort or a little bit more of you being like keenly aware of making sure like, hey, was I, did I offer support? Did I check in with that person today? I do love working in person because I love being able to like just turn around and be like, hey, Aaliyah, yada, yada, yada. And it's so simple and it doesn't take any time. And it's not that I can't have that same thing uh, working remotely, but certainly it takes a little bit extra effort to, you know, ping someone on Slack or email them or pick up the phone. But these are incredibly important things to remember is do you have trust between you and your employees or, you know, you and your team members? Are you guys communicating? Are you finding ways to still have that collaboration? And I also think these are the, not only does it make for success, but it also helps people feel like they are still part of a team and you guys are, you know, your overall performance towards something together, that collaboration and inclusivity for me, those are like, that's what stands out to me. When referring to inclusivity, it's a lot easier when you're in the office and even maybe, I mean, we have like a small office, for example, where you'll be having a meeting with someone or asking someone a question. You just kind of like, you hear it or like, you just know from being there, like, oh, it's not like related to my work, but I know that they're discussing this project or something. So with remote work, I think you can kind of feel like you're segmented a lot. Like you don't know what two people are working on, you know, not that it's like dire necessity for you to know, or it's like a project you're involved in, but it's still nice to just be like, you know, if you have those check-in meetings, like I know we do where we kind of all talk about what we're working on. So even though you don't see it, you know, at least what's going on or like what the workload of someone else is. So it's not like they're just trying to watch TV or something. I don't know why. Yeah. So I think before we go into the tips, what we just want everybody who's listening to this to know is constantly keep in mind, are you communicating? Are you collaborating or inviting people to collaborate? Do you have trust? Are you building trust? Um, That's asking questions. That's being a good listener. Um, Inclusivity. This is definitely not a time to be leaving people off of emails or off of, you know, Slack channels or video calls, because at the end of the day, it's so much better to err on the side of including people than not. And then just being available for support. And I think especially if you're a manager, this is important. I know, you you know, no one's expecting any of us to have all the answers right now, but I think being there to support and remember that we're all human and that while we are working from home, like there's a ton of other stressors that are happening as well. So support both from a workplace, like nobody should be responding to anybody with like, hey, that's not my job. You know, like let's try Mm -hmm. to be extra helpful and supportive of each other during this time. So those are the four pillars that we just want to kind of have have stated out there before we go into our tips, which we will go over after this quick break. And don't forget, we also will have these tips for managers as well. You know what's important with remote work? Being efficient with your time. And now that many of us are depending on our schedules to keep us organized, it's time to get serious about Acuity. Acuity Scheduling is your 24-7 scheduling assistant who works behind the scenes to manage your calendar. 
and take hours of work off your plate. How? Let me tell you. Stop exchanging endless emails to schedule one meeting. Acuity scheduling software allows you to share your real-time calendar with your clients in an instant. It allows incoming clients to self-book appointments, reschedule with a click, and even pay online. Acuity has lots of features, but the one I want to highlight today is their customizable intake forms. Enter a meeting with all the information you need by asking customers to fill out forms prior to your booking time. Keep all the pertinent information neat, tidy, and centralized in one easy-to-find place. Acuity keeps you and your contact up-to-date, informed with text and email reminders to dramatically decrease frustrating no-shows. Get yourself a digital assistant with Acuity today. Save yourself the drudgery of having to keep up with your contacts while managing your own busy schedule by using Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to acuityscheduling.com backslash females. That's acuityscheduling.com backslash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All right, now let's get back to the show. Okay, so here are our seven tips for successful remote work. Tip number one, arrive at the office. Well, what do we mean by that since you actually aren't going to an (laughs) office? Uh, Well, what we mean is make sure that you set up your morning routine just like you would if you were actually arriving to a physical office. So that could be, you know, getting up at the same time. Um, Maybe you are a person who likes to do a workout. There's tons of great online workouts, especially on YouTube that I'd recommend uh, checking out. Maybe you love to journal. Maybe you like to make your coffee and stare at the sun rising. (laughs) Whatever it is, that sounds so nice, doesn't it? (laughs) Whatever it is, do your typical morning routine so that when you arrive to the office, you've kind of gone through this like, ritualistic behavior to train your body all right we're getting ready to sit down and actually go to work even if that office is just you know five steps over to your sofa yeah I realized that what I've been doing because I have a little to-go cup mug that I like it's an insulating uh, mug that I bring to work often with coffee and I've found that when I make coffee in the morning since being remote I still use that little mug like I'm a to-go cup yeah, that's like, a good idea. Use a regular mug, but I don't know why. To me, that like is so connotated with like my commute and like showing up to the office. So it's like the very small way. I'm like, okay, now it's like business because this. I like it. Go. I I think uh, like packing your lunch could be something, you know, eating if you always eat the same breakfast. I think those are all really good kind of like rituals to get your your brain in the spot of like, okay, we're getting ready to go to work. You know, maybe don't even though you could have the TV on all day long in the background, like don't do it. You know, you wouldn't do that at the office. So I think that's really, really important. And I think our tip for managers here is it's really important that your employees know 
what's expected of them. So what are going to be the business hours that you guys have? Do you expect everybody to be online by a certain time? You need to communicate that. Um, another thing is, you know, if you guys always start your day with like a daily stand-up meeting, it's a good idea to keep that going, even though you're going to be using probably video conferencing tools like Google Hangouts or Skype or Zoom or anything like that. Whatever your behaviors are at the office for those first few hours, make sure your team knows. If you are an employer where career contest is a good example, like we don't necessarily have set hours. Basically, the general rule is like you got to arrive by a certain time or you have to let someone know. I mean, there's not very many of us, so it's pretty easy for us to communicate. But if you have a bigger team, you don't get that luxury anymore with people just showing up in person. And now you know that they're there. But also, you really want to be able to go back to that uh, pillar, um, communication and trust, right? So make sure that you're communicating what is expected of them. Hey, guys, I expect you all to be online, plugged in by... You know, 8.30 or 9 or whatever it is that you guys would normally do. I think that's a really important tip for managers is it's important for, for you to set clear expectations for, for your team from the get-go. Yeah. And I think it's also helpful where if you're not going to be on till like 8.30, it's important like that you try to, you know, practice that, you know, as much as you can. Because I know also when you're working from home, the lines are kind of blurred. So it's nice if you have like a start time rather for yourself. So, you know, like, okay, now I'm logged on. And it's also helpful for your teammates who are like, I'm not going to bug her about this thing. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I feel like also it allows you to feel like you're not working 24 seven, which is important. Mm-hmm. Our tip number two, which is actually similar to our first tip, but it's dress for success. And so by that, we mean dress up like you are going out of your house, like, um, uh, you shower. Know, day. <laughs> yeah, shower, brush your teeth. I hope you're doing that anyway on a non-work day, but just make sure that you're, you know, at least like changing out of your sleeping clothes. You know, I mean, a benefit of working from home is that you get to be obviously more relaxed and like a little more casual. You don't even have a suit on, I assume. Um, So it's nice, though, just to have a change in what you're wearing, because I think sometimes when you just change how you look, you feel like, okay, now I'm like more focused or, you know, it's just a mental switch. Yeah, I completely agree. So dress for success. That goes for everybody, (laughs) including manager. So no specific manager (laughs) tip there. Tip number three is structure your day. So this is probably also sounds pretty obvious, but specifically what we mean is if you're a person who hasn't been keeping a to-do list, I think it's even more important to create structure because now literally your home and your work have been blended together. So having writing down that daily to-do list that maybe has the daily task, but then also don't be afraid to include a section on your, you know, your list or your to-do list that includes future planning. So thinking about the future, not just the daily task that you have to get done today. Um, we're obviously big fans of people keeping a work journal. So the other, you know, if you want to quote unquote bonus points, the other thing we would encourage you to do is at the end of the year days to reflect, you know, what went well today? When did you get uh, the most done? When were you the most productive? When did you get the most distracted? I think that this is sort of, you're basically creating a new pattern with work. So this is something that can actually help you feel really in control of your workday and your time and what you're working toward. And 
I think that's important because a lot of us right now don't feel like we have a lot of control. But second of all, don't be afraid to use that information to also share with your boss and your employees because maybe they can offer you some support or they can collaborate with you on, you know, a future planning goal or anything like that. We also would recommend that your to-do list doesn't need to be 20 items long. You know, if you have to um, write 20 items, great, but then pick three every day that you absolutely want to get done. If you're new to remote work, which I think a lot of people are right now, use like that first like few days or week to notice like what gaps you're facing or what needs you like maybe like I need an extra check in call for, you know, Um, so use that time to sort of figure out what you need to adjust to a remote um, work situation. And then like Lauren said, like, I think just communicating that with people who can uh, make it happen is super important. Yeah. And I think for the managers out there, it's very important that you don't micromanage. You know, um, your employees are already going through a shift. What they don't need is somebody who is sitting on top of their every move. Um, One of the things I would really recommend is consider making an outline of, you know, an employee handbook or the structure of, you know, the projects or the performance or what you expect of the team and put it in writing and then share it with everybody. So um, again, you're going to build trust with your team by having really clear expectations that you communicate with them. So one of the things that if your employees are going through this new shift, like Aaliyah said, is like they might need more time. There might be stuff that you write down on paper that in reality doesn't work. So also make sure that this has sort of this like ability to be an open-ended document that you are going to not only share with the team but you'll keep updated so it's like okay we always start our day at uh, 9 a.m you know we start with a daily stand-up I expect people to come with this this and this whatever it is for that structure it's okay managers like we said before for you not to have all the answers maybe you had a bunch of work with clients but that's come to a halt right now because people are unsure it's okay to also communicate that with your team. Uh, if you expect your team to be online, even if you're not 100% sure what you know what they need to be working on or what are the most important things, communicate that. Just let them know what you're expecting right now and what you need from them so that they can show up and, and also support you as a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to add really quick um, to do a little plug for one of our um, online courses, New Manager Manual. Um, that course has a lot of really good templates for like, it's for new managers to do like, I think it's like 60, 90, is it 30, 60, 90, 90 day plans? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Would, yeah. Um, and they have a lot of really good, uh, there's a lot of great templates in there of like kind of benchmarks um, you could meet. And obviously you can adjust it for whatever you need, especially if you're adjusting it for remote. And they also have like templates for employee handbook. That's a really helpful course um, in case anyone's trying to, you know, do some online courses while they have some time at home. Um, that's a really a great course. Um, and it's one of our more popular ones too. Yeah, so definitely. Just and I would love that really quick. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right. Like it's, it's called the new manager manual, but you don't have to be a brand new manager. Mm-hmm. Also, even if you have been managing for a long time, but maybe you haven't been a fully remote man, like this is new for everybody. So mm-hmm. just to kind of reiterate, this isn't only for someone who just got a promotion last week. Right. Tip number four, stay visible and connected. So by this, we mean, you know, have online meetings using video, 
schedule times to talk um, with your team or your manager. Um, and then for managers, this means setting up cloud-based collaboration tools. So like um, Dropbox or Google Drive or anything like that, if you're not already utilizing it, um, as well as online video tools and communication tools and keeping those regular team check-ins at a scheduled time so that there's some consistency with that. And likewise with office hours. So I feel like with online video tools and communication tools, there's so many different um, tools out there. I think if you're consistent with what you use, that's best. Um, so that there's not like, I know we have a team meeting. I don't know if I'm going to be on video or I don't know um, where the link is or if I'm calling in somewhere. I think it's nice if you just have it consistent and accessible, maybe like in a Google calendar or something, just making sure everyone on your team knows exactly how to connect. <laughs> Cause I feel like that sometimes is the problem with remote work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite tips here for managers, but also you could do this as a coworker is having a regular office hour. So maybe picking, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday from two to three, um, people can log into whatever the video chat is and talk to you face to face, you know? So again, let making sure that you are there for your team, you are being supportive there. You're open to communication. I think a lot of, uh, at the end of the day, one of the best skills you can have as a manager is to be a really good listener, but your team also has to be able to communicate with you. They have to be able to talk to you. And so I think um, making it a little bit easier for them to just know like, hey, every Tuesday, Thursday, she has open office hours so I can talk to her about this. If you can't quite set it up like that you could also put together you know like a sign-up sheet where people can book time with you each week so if you have a small enough team I would even say like hey just have regular one-on-ones scheduled to just check in with people one of the things we're doing at career contestants we're basically having a video call every single day kind of regardless if we specifically have something to talk about or not but every time we get on that video call, we have something to talk about, which means yeah. that it's like, I would, I would definitely err right now a hundred percent on the side of like set those things up over communication. Um, then not cause I guarantee your team will probably, they, they probably have something to say. Yeah, definitely. I feel like our calls always start with like, okay, how is everyone? And yeah. then by the end of it, we're like, and what did you want from this thing? Blah, blah, blah. Like there's always, yeah, totally. Always something. It's nice just to talk to some humans it reminds you like you you are still part of this other thing. We're not just quarantined, hanging out at home, you know, wanting yeah. to kill our loved ones at this point. There's other people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely, I think, important to have that human connection. And that and, and that is why the video calling is so important. And, and I know that people might not appreciate this but I do think there is a silver lining here that we do have a lot of amazing tools that are free that can allow us to do that um, the other thing that we are doing at Career Contessa is like we're hosting webinars right so there's even tools through some of your probably your favorite companies and your favorite brands that are helping to to still be visible with you okay tip number five is keep your space 
and yourself organized. So this is about the, the, the point of this tip is to really encourage you to not just be busy for busyness sake, you know, focus on the goals, not just the activities. We still want to use this time as best we can to, you know, continue progressing in our careers and, you know, hitting our goals. And so it's important that um, you think about, okay, what did I do today? That's why kind of going back to one of our earlier tips, thinking about your daily tasks, but also your future planning. How is what you're doing day to day kind of leading into your bigger goals? And it's okay if right now your bigger goals have changed to, hey, I just want to put one foot in front of the other. That's okay. I just think that sometimes having the um, the exercise of, of thinking about that it is it, you want to you want to keep that habit because it's a good habit to have. And for managers, yeah. our tip is if you have meetings, create and send an agenda ahead of time. So keeping yourself and your team organized, or I guess this actually kind of goes for anybody who's having a meeting is that now that we are getting everybody on video calls or whatever it is to meet instead of being able to be in a room, let's try to make it less chaotic. It's already a little bit chaotic to be in those video calls because obviously communication, people talking over each other, you know, there's this whole unwritten video conference etiquette that needs to, we, we should probably do a episode on that. But I would say one of the best things you can do is to um, create meeting agendas ahead of time, have a designated person who is going to take notes and then email a recap of those meetings to everybody. Again, going back to the pillar of communication, you want to be a really, really, really good communicator during this time, especially. Yeah. And another note on organization about like your physical workspace, this kind of goes back to our first tip. I know we mentioned it, but I think it's nice to have like a little office set up somewhere. Um, obviously not everyone has like a designated room. Like I don't even have uh, a proper desk. I just have like this large table that I have with a bunch of monitors. Um, but right now, for example, like I have a roommate who's also a working remote. He's taking a bunch of calls. Um, so we've like kind of commandeered different spaces. Um, but at least it's like, okay, now I know this is like my little work area. And there's something nice too, going like going back to that ritual thing where just knowing like, okay, this is my little work area. And I don't know, because sometimes when you don't leave your house, it's like, man, this place really looks like lived in because I've just been <laughs> here, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's just nice to have like a little space where you can have like your computer, phone and everything's like charging and it's all stable and good. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. Even I mean, mine's my dining room table, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> as best you can find a little nook for yourself. Mm-hmm. Tip number six, take actual breaks and know when to quit or log off. Um, so I think this is something that's really tough. Um, when you're working remote and you're just, you know, working in your living room or wherever and you kind of don't notice time passing. At least that's what it is for me. I hope that's how other people feel where um, usually during uh, when I'm in the office, I'll do like a noon stroll and go like eat um, something or go get some food um, or a coffee or something. I don't have that as much when I'm working remote. I've noticed where I've had to be a little more conscious about like, 
okay, I could theoretically just sit in this spot all day from like the time I wake up to the time I go to bed because it's all in the same like location. So I think it's good to either um, have like a time where you know you're going to do a lunch break or just to rest your eyes if you're on the computer a bunch and also know when to log off. And uh, hopefully you've communicated with your team or manager or if you are a manager, you've communicated with your employees about when to log off so people don't just kind of work into the night because in theory they're just they could and it just gives you a nice separation from work to be like okay I need to sign off like I've done my work for today and I can kind of chill my brain because yeah it's it's really hard to separate that yeah I even like the idea this just kind of came to me so this might be bad but um (laughs) people like editing their email signatures to letting other people know what their office hours are going to be I mean I know we don't it's so funny how we like don't do that in a regular time but we would do it while we're all working remote but I mean I don't see anything wrong with that because I I do feel like um it's really really important that you guys take care of yourselves during this time because there's so many other things happening that are obviously beyond work so I would even say like if you need to utilize your email signature and update it so that other people who are communicating with you or putting on an away message so that look at 5 30 or 6 p.m you're going to log off and you're not going to log back on until following day if they really need to get a hold of you you could give them your cell phone number to text you you know like you could mm-hmm. find ways to also do this so that you when you do log off you feel like hey i i've communicated really clearly with everybody nobody's going to be wondering where i am and thinking i'm just sitting around watching tv instead of working right mm-hmm. so we can kind of calm those fears I think some good examples too I know for me when I log off I'll go for a walk or I will put my computer in another room I mean I I have terrible self-discipline with it so it's like I have to physically put the computer and the phone in another space I've I've seen a lot of people who have been uh, knitting people who are working on puzzles people who are you know like there's a lot of good things that you could do to kind of take yourself from this like heightened state of work until Mm -hmm. uh and, and like instead of going straight to like the Netflix side like maybe try to find something that still engages your brain but isn't in front of a screen and work your way you know toward watching tv Yeah, it's funny because right now um, when everyone is kind of quarantined or like self-isolating, it's like, we know you're not going out to dinner or whatever, you know, so it's like, yeah, technically you're available, but you should go do something that's like just benefiting yourself. Like we all know that everyone right now is, has more free time because they're not doing social outings, but those like things that you do for yourself are just as important. I like the other day I was like, okay, I have this really complicated involved soup recipe that I haven't made in forever. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start that. Cause I know once I start that, it's going to be like a whole thing. Cause I'm chopping, I'm doing all these things. So that was my like, all right, I'm starting the soup. That means I'm, I'm done for today. Um, but just something to like, I don't know that you enjoy. I think yeah. is the easiest way to put it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So our last tip, tip number seven is um, still celebrate the wins and progress. So we're big fans, obviously, of rituals. So I would say set up a weekly ritual to kind of celebrate, hey, it's instead of like happy hour, maybe you recreate happy hour in another way um, with your teammates over video chat. 
or maybe uh, at the end of the week, you guys always do like highs and lows, like kind of thinking it back to whatever weekly rituals or whatever things you do when you guys do want to celebrate the wins. Um, it's important to keep those around. Um, and then for managers, the tip here about like celebration is a little bit different, but really remember that you still can be creating learning opportunities and being a coach. Um, I think it's really important right now that managers do take on this coaching role more than ever before. Again, that doesn't mean you have to have all the answers because you might also be a little unsure of, you know, what the next few months or what projects you guys should be focusing on and things like that. That's okay too. But, you know, being there as their coach to kind of create these learning opportunities. And, and maybe this is again, that silver lining of like, maybe you didn't always have time to be able to have this, but now you do. Oh, and I should just mention that we have a ton of amazing online courses, uh, shameless plug. We have a ton of amazing online courses. So this is also something for managers to look at. Uh, maybe you've always wanted your team to have the time to take, you know, classes on interpersonal communication or critical problem solving or how to run an efficient meeting. These are all the types of courses that we have on Career Contessa. So another thing you could do is encourage your team to take an online course together and then collectively, um, you know, it's almost like book club, but course club where it's like you take the course and then you guys discuss it and you think about how you can implement this stuff. So don't, don't, you know, don't feel like you can't use this time in, in really productive ways as well. I've, I mean, I've also been personally just like watching a lot of things that are um, online learning or like YouTube tutorials of stuff for um, things that I've always wanted to learn, but they're just like those, I don't know, you just kind of put it off and put it off. And now is a great time because it's fun and educational. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's recap. So our seven tips for successful remote work and management are number one, arrive at the office. Number two, dress for success. Number three, structure your day. Number four, stay visible and connected. Number five, keep you and your space organized. Number six, take actual breaks. And number seven, celebrate the wins. Next up, we hear from you and solve your problems. Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at Career Contessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or even leave us a voicemail at 844-FEMALS, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All of that information is also included in the show notes. Okay, so today's question came to us via DM on Instagram, and here's what she said. My boss just informed me that I would be taking a 20% pay cut due to the effects the coronavirus is having on the hospitality business. I'm trying to stay positive, but my finances can't survive a 20% cut, so I'm going to start job searching. Do you think I should even do that right now? Are there hiring freezes? Can I be open to my future employer about my salary requirements? Okay, I think this is a really good question because I think a lot of people are probably wondering, are there hiring freezes right now? Um, is it a good time to start a job search? And mm -hmm. I think, you know, we don't know all the answers, but I do think that um, employers just like us, you know, uh, people are not sure about the future. And when people are yeah. unsure about the future, now's not the time when they say, hey, let's bring on a bunch of new people, you know? Yeah, I I mean, I really feel for 
her and her boss. Like I um, doubt her boss is excited about, you know, giving all of the employees pay cuts. Um, but at the same time, it's just the reality, um, especially for people in the hospitality business. I think that in terms of hiring freezes, I assume that's like, it really just depends on the company um, and what industry they're in, um, like their size and everything. And I would say, I mean, I don't know if you agree, Lauren, but just to be still open about salary requirements, because that's the reality of what you're living. It's a different story uh, when it comes to, I guess, actually negotiating between your potential employer. But I think you you have to be paid. Like you, there's just bills that need to be paid. So it's not like you're making up a salary requirement because that's the point. It is like what you require to live. So I think you can still be true to that. Yeah, I think a lot of the traditional job search advice that we've been giving forever still applies, right? It's about focusing your job search, not just on, you know, all the open jobs that you can hit apply, apply, apply to really being very focused. So target the the companies that you want to work for and why and then look for open roles. I mean, you can also apply just to jobs. I'm, I'm just commenting that like, at the end of the day, a really good focused job search is usually more successful. Um, making sure that you tailor your resume, your LinkedIn profile, and you do some networking, um, you know, within your uh, what we call your target companies is, is great. Um, I know you're probably thinking, well, I can't network right now. You can still um, set up informational interviews. You can still try to have those phone calls or those video conference calls. Um so, you know, I know social distancing <laughs> and all, but that's a safe way to still have uh, networking conversations and informational interviews. Um, and then in terms of salary requirements, it sounds to me like you know what your salary requirements are. Um, now that this job is not able to meet that, um, you want to go find a job that can. I think that's great. I think it's good to know that. Um, but I don't think that necessarily changes how you're going to approach your job search, which is how are you going? You want to position yourself as the answer to that company's problem, right? So how can you provide value to them? How can you um, help and and benefit them as an organization? Salary, of course, is is part of it. But I think for employers, really, I don't know if it's necessarily just these times. I think this is kind of all the time is they want to hire people who can come in and help them, not just somebody that they can give a paycheck to. So as long as you are positioning yourself like that, I think talking about salary is great. It's when people are like, hey, I need a job because I need to be paid more. That's about you, not about the company. And so I just think that, you know, the same rules about a successful job search are going to apply. And as Aaliyah said, there's definitely, you know, hospitality is definitely getting hit hard right now, but there definitely are industries that are going to be hiring and might even be looking to add more people. So, and also I agree with Aaliyah, like this isn't easy for these companies to do and they're under um, duress to have to do this. So it's, it's a, it's a tough situation all around. Do I think there's going to be hiring freezes? Yes, I do, but not, not for every single industry. So that's another thing to keep in mind if you're applying for jobs. And also I will say, um, she asked like, do you even think I should start doing that right now? There's so much that goes into the job search that, uh, that's like redoing your resume. It's finding out, you know, maybe you want to switch industries or roles, especially if you're moving out of hospitality. Um, there's a lot you can do, you know, sort of um, enhancing your skills if you need to like redo your website. So there's a lot of kind of preliminary things that 
could take a week or so. Um, so you might as well do that now. Um, you could practice for job interviews. I know we have like a lot of free job interview flashcards and other resources that you can just download for free. There's a lot you can do to prepare um, and just kind of keep that in mind that because of this weird time right now, maybe the response time you'll receive from applications is just going to be longer than usual. But um, as long as you're doing everything on your end, I feel like that's, that's all you can do. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. We've gotten so many nice reviews this season. And you guys, it just means so much to us. So please let us know if you, again, you like this format. You like that we're kind of switching the topics on the fly to help you. It, it, It means a lot to us. We also mentioned some online learning in this episode um, and you are in luck because we have a lot of amazing online courses from how to run efficient meetings to developing your interpersonal communication skills. Um, We even have a 24 hour resume makeover with templates with step by step directions. And then we also mentioned the new manager manual earlier um, and we've linked to all of those in the show notes. We will continue to edit our show to offer support in real time, but please also feel free to send us any questions you have via email info at careercontessa.com or you can DM us. Um, We're most active on Instagram, which is just at careercontessa. Thanks.